Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I could talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Tonight is, oh my goodness, it's April 9th already. We're in the month of April. And uh, it is so great to be here. We're going to do a 30-minute show tonight. And we have a special guest. And I, you know what, I'm going to get to her in a second. I cannot see my chat again. So, folks, I'm not ignoring you if you're in the chat room I am on a different computer because we are once again editing my film, the documentary, and uh, I have to use a different laptop, and somehow this is, doesn't work for me. I need to fix that. But we have somebody that I've been talking to for a while and haven't yet met, and so this is Ashley Phillips. And Ashley Phillips is coming to us from Southern California, and she is a lead coach. She is an executive life and recovery coach. And she also is the new board president for the Recovery Coaches International. And she is an active member of the San Diego Professional Coaching Alliance. She works actively with Smart Recovery as their regional coordinator in California. Yay, I am so glad Smart is growing like it is. She facilitates smart meetings and meetings for family and friends. And she does trainings for both the general public and for professionals. So I'm really curious what kind of training. So we are going to bring Ashley Phillips on right now. Let's see if this is her. Hello, Ashley. Is this you? Hello? Hello. Hi, Monica. It's so nice to be with you today. Oh, hi, this is Ashley. It is. Ah, good, I can hear you now. At first I was like, oh, she, where is she? There she is. Oh, very good. So I am glad to have you. And uh, I don't like when I can't see the chat room because there's always people in there. So I feel like I'm a little, a little blind, but uh, they're going to just... Uh, are you seeing the chat room? Are you looking on the the dashboard? Um, I am not, but I guess I could be. Oh, you know, you don't have to. I'm just curious, and I know that someone else is listening, but I don't think he is on his computer either, but it's okay. So 
tell me uh, about, you can start with either one. You want to talk about your recovery coaching first? I and would then love we'll... to talk about recovery coaching. Okay. It's exciting stuff. It's really okay, exciting so t- stuff. Um, I, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with coach with recovery coaching in general, um, but some people are talking about coaching in the field of addiction and recovery from alcohol and other drugs as well as process addictions as sort of the missing link in the whole field of recovery. You know, people, um, lot of, a lot of people recover on their own without using any kind of program or support at all. Right. Lots and lots of people, as we know, use self-help programs, including Smart Recovery, which is my fave. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it turns out that there's this gap between what people can um, glean for themselves in a self-help program and what they really need in terms of some support as they deal not only with their um, coming out of an addictive behavior, but also really just wanting to rediscover what their goals are, reconnect with their values and their integrity, mm-hmm. and start really living their life in a full and meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And coaches have been doing that with people for years. Um, and for the first time, we have a new field, a niche specialty field that's called recovery coaching. And I'm really glad to be and honored to be heading that up for RCI, Recovery Coaches International. How long has recovery coaching been around? It has been around for about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was first first developed really by Alida Schuyler um, more than five years ago, but started to gain traction. She developed a whole model for it. And recently, William White, um, you know, famous uh, author and researcher in the field of addiction, actually wrote, um, he wrote about this, I think, just about a year ago. He said, um, no other existing role offers this kind of, um, this kind of and span of support as people really are reentering and embracing their lives. Right, and how long, let me ask you this, if I may, about you personally, because you did call in once, like a long time ago. I did, I think I first met you about two years ago. Oh my God. I have my fly. It's wild how, I can't believe I've been doing this for two years now, but I'm glad it's, you know, that I am, because it's really helped me and other people like it, which I'm happy about. But somebody was asking me, did I know somebody who got their first help with SMART? Would that be you? So I, you know, I think it sort of it sort of might be me. Um, mm-hmm. I did um, I did take some forays into the rooms of twelve um, step recovery and specifically AA, mm-hmm. um, but it just didn't resonate for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there there were a lot of women's groups and professional women's groups, um, but as someone who came out of academia. And, you know, I sort of had an analytical mind. Um, I didn't find that some of my questions were welcomed in the way that I would have liked, realizing, of course, that there is a lot of diversity even in the 12-step community. Oh, you're being nice. You're being so nice. (laughs) Well, you know, um, it's just true. You know, it's just true. But um, I started looking for alternatives, and happily I found SMART. And... um, it, it it just felt like a good fit immediately, and yeah, I embraced and when it. When was that? When when did you find Smart? Um, I first found Smart in 2007, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was um, you know I I want to say for me it was almost like the magic uh, solution. Yeah. Um, except of course it wasn't magic. It required some hard work and diligence on my part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got engaged and. Um, 
you know, when people ask me uh, in a SMART meeting, well, what was your challenge? I say my challenge was with alcohol. And with the help of the SMART strategies and tools, I was able to get through, past, and beyond that um, on a pretty nice and straight trajectory, which was a, that was a good experience for me. Yeah, one of the things that I liked about you, you know, was that you have a beautiful speaking voice, may I say, too, oh, thank you. like when you're talking and stuff. And I think that um, I could see how, and, and it's weird because, you know, people who are educated, highly educated, uh, many of them, you know, as I say, drink the Kool-Aid and go off, as I did into AA. I mean, I was a young kid when I went, but I had a lawyer recently contact me who went to Yale and is a high-powered lawyer, and he goes, I don't even know how I ever believed that, and it's gone. So, I, But I liked that you didn't really go that way, and there's a lot of really intelligent, bright people who don't want to be told, you know, that your best thinking isn't good. And so it was kind of refreshing to meet somebody who... Even though you went in there, you really went to SMART, and SMART is what's helped you. And so I'd like to ask you to talk about the things that – there are tools there, right? There are some yeah, really there, are, there are great tools. And I actually I um, facilitate a meeting online <clears throat> for any of your listeners who haven't discovered SMART yet at smartrecovery.org. And um, I facilitate – we have online meetings, and we've got about 650 face-to-face meetings around the world, most of which are in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And um, online meetings are either text, so people participate via typing, or they can actually go into a voice room and hear the facilitator's voice and then participate either using their own voice or by typing. And wow. I facilitate a meeting on Sunday nights where people can hear my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, this past Sunday, I think the room filled up in about three seconds. Wow. And we talked about a whole variety of tools. One of my favorites, um, if you want to know a favorite and easily accessible Yeah, I would tool, love to. Mm-hmm. Um, is called word exchange or vocabulary exchange. Mm-hmm. And that it's a tool you can access immediately and you can just sort of store it in your head and use it as you're walking around. But, you know, what, one of the things that we know about people generally and people who have been struggling with addiction specifically is that we'll often use um, all-or-nothing thinking mm-hmm. or we'll use um, very, very strong words. So, for example, mm-hmm. I need a drink. And what I'll ask people is, what do you really need when you're saying you need a drink? And the answer really is usually, you know, I need some release. I need some, um, I need uh, to lessen my anxiety. I need to relax a little bit, you know, and the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. And so with word exchange, you start to think about these things in a more nuanced way. You mm-hmm. get away from all or nothing thinking. You stop thinking about things in terms of what you have to do or what you must do. And you start thinking about what choices you have. Right. So, for example, when I first was um, deciding that I wanted to embrace uh, recovery, I went into Trader Joe's and I found myself on the alcohol aisle. Mm-hmm. And oh, my New York accent just came out there for a second. And um, <laughs> I remember, I remember, I said to myself, Ashley, you can have whatever you want. Mm. And um, just saying to myself, you can have whatever you want. And then coupling that with another smart tool, which was looking at my hierarchy of values and remembering that what I wanted was to rebuild a wonderful relationship with my daughter. Mm -hmm. I was able to look at what was available to me on the alcohol aisle, and I was able to look at my smartphone and see a picture of my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I decided to go um, look at the salads. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so by giving myself permission to do whatever I wanted, right. I then was able to look at my choices and make mm-hmm. a better choice for myself in that moment. Well, that's, so that's, that's an example of a smart tool that we can just carry around with us. Yeah, I didn't need a notebook. I didn't, you know, I didn't need to call somebody. I, I was just able to do that on my own. Right. What's another one? Uh, let's see. What's another one? Uh, well, here's one that's for um, for urge busting. It's, it's, you know, lots of times when people are, especially in early sobriety, will say, oh, I keep having these thoughts of using or drinking. Um, and often they're just fleeting thoughts, but because people focus on them, um, a thought turns into a craving, which can turn into, you know, a really strong urge to use or drink. Mm-hmm. So if you interrupt that by pressing your personal pause button, and Monica, I would like to metaphorically present you with your own personal pause button mm-hmm. right now, um, and I'll give you a real one in person when we meet. Um, you press your personal pause button and instead ask yourself what D-E-A-D-S stands for. D-E-A-D-S. It stands for delay, escape, avoid, distract, or substitute. Hmm. Now, each of those are strategies to figure out how to do a different thing other than give in to your thought, urge, or craving. Hmm. But it's my contention that just by pressing your pause button and asking yourself what D-E-A-D-S stands for, you're probably already going to be past it and on to something else. That is really interesting. So for the listeners who are out there, we are talking to Ashley Phillips. We're going to do a 30-minute show, and she's talking to me very specifically about some tools from Smart Recovery. And Ashley is a recovery coach in San Diego. Would you say you're in northern San Diego? Yes, I'm in North San Diego County, but I also see clients from all over the country. Um, Yeah. I can meet with people via Skype. Right, Skype is great. Uh, so uh, if you can find you, uh, Ashley Phillips, I Googled you. I did get your picture finally Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that I popped it into the little wheel. You know, when you go to the site, you can uh, see your picture, and I, I couldn't get the other thing in, but it's okay. I'm going to have you on again for a whole hour. When oh, I, I uh, Yeah, I'll have you on like next month. We'll do it in another month. So that can you say that again? So D-E-A-D-S. D-E-A-D-S. This is a delay that somebody yeah. could use for any kind of craving at all. Go ahead. Exactly. So you could use it for smoking, you could use it for food, you could use Mm -hmm. it for um, virtually anything that you want to um, avoid giving into. Right, so delay is the first one. Mm -hmm. Escape. Avoid. Avoid. Distract. Distract. And substitute. And substitute. So, for example, if I was having a thought of using because there was something to celebrate, Mm-hmm. I might think, well, in, you know, historically perhaps I've celebrated by having champagne. Now, I don't want to do that, so what could I do that I can celebrate this moment but still um, avoid the alcohol? Mm-hmm. So what, if I was in Trader Joe's, for example, I might think, oh, I'll go get a brownie. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever would, whatever would work for me. Or I might right. think, I'll schedule a massage. Right. Let me do something else. I'm going to go get a manicure. Right. Right, those kinds of things. Can I ask you a personal question? Sure. So for how many years uh, did you drink in a way that you didn't want to drink? Oh, good question. I'm not sure I exactly know the answer to that because, you yeah. know, retrospect is, is uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess hindsight is 2020. Um, I think for about um, eight to ten years, mm-hmm. I really, um, social drinking got 
um, a little bit out of control as I um, took on a whole variety of different professional tasks and then also um, was a single mom and just got a little overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you... I just got away from me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And how did you hear about SMART the first time? I think I Googled non-12-step recovery. Mm-hmm. And it brought you to SMART? And it brought me to SMART. Oh, I think good. it clicked on uh, a couple of different options, and SMART was the one that I investigated, and that really just fit like a good uh, navy blue blazer. Yeah. Do you ever go to uh, face-to-face meetings? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, last week I, I probably facilitated four face-to-face meetings, two family and friends, and um, I did a face-to-face meeting at a wonderful uh, recovery center on Saturday for the gay and lesbian and transgender community, the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. And um, last Tuesday night I led a meeting in Solana Beach, California. That was Wow. Yeah. Where were those meetings? Where did the first two meetings take place? In what uh, city? Family and Friends is in... Um, in La Jolla and uh-huh. Curacis. The other family and friends is in Del Mar at St. Peter's Church, where we actually have a regular Smart Recovery meeting as well yeah. on Monday mornings. And um, Stepping Stone was the agency where I ran the um, LGBTQ uh, and the wider community meeting on Saturday. We've got um, oh, about 23 meetings, I think, now in the San Diego area. Mm. Um, I've been taking a meeting to a rehab center on Wednesday nights up in Orange County. Really? And Which rehab growing. center? Yeah. I, you know, I don't have their permission to you share don't. their name. Oh, okay. That's fine. Um, but we also have another new meeting that's being run by a, a marriage and family counselor in Orange, and we're growing pretty quickly in Los Angeles and San Francisco. What's the newest in Los Angeles that you know about? The newest um, gosh, you know, we just helped them put up a website, which is Smart Recovery LA. Oh, really? And um, that's being updated with the new meeting. So mm. I'm not sure which one is the new one. I actually sat in on the meeting, the Saturday meeting in Santa Monica about a month ago, and that was terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to that meeting. It's a it's a pretty you know busy the place. Uh, I've been there on Wednesday and. There's a man who facilitates, I think it's a Wednesday, right? And then a 2 o'clock meeting one day and then the Saturday at noon. And there's another weekday meeting. Well, this is there's really, really great. Kills. Yeah, it's really, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice I, to be part of the solution. Yeah, and I think it's such a sane solution. I like, uh, have, I have somebody that was came to my blog, the Leaving AA blog, who had been really, harmed by a kind of crazy sponsor, and she didn't even know about SMART. She's uh, outside of Detroit. And uh, she started, she has to take a bus, though, to get to a SMART meeting, but she's going. And uh, the thing that she likes is that, you know, no one is telling her she has to go there forever. Um, Monica, do do your listeners know about what the four points of SMART are? Uh, you know what? I don't think so, so let's tell us. All right. Well, the way I like to so, – so generally speaking, SMART is really about being in the solution, not being about in the problem. Um, it, it We don't have a particular religious or spiritual agenda, although many people in SMART are, are have deep faith. Mm-hmm. Um, we also don't ask that people um, – 
identify themselves as addicts or alcoholics unless they feel comfortable doing so. We don't require right. that. Mm-hmm. And um, our meetings are discussion-oriented, so that's just sort of an overview, which is really mm-hmm. nice. So in other words, we um, not only incur- we don't only allow participation, but we encourage it. And um, the four points of SMART I like to think of as the four sturdy legs of your favorite comfortable coffee table. So the first leg is grabbing onto your motivation for why you want to change and revisiting that frequently. Because whenever you're going to change something in order to keep yourself going, because it's going to be probably challenging, um, holding onto your motivation is really key. The second thing is understanding that it's normal and to be expected to have the thought of going back to the old behavior. Mm-hmm. And that thought or urge or craving is something that you can interrupt and then we've got a whole set of tools to help you figure out how to do that, including the one I mentioned earlier, the mm-hmm. DEADS and the pause button. The third, po- the third sturdy leg of your own custom-designed smart coffee table is realizing that, you know, other people can throw all kinds of things at you, but you control your reaction to whatever's thrown at you. Right. So figuring out how to manage your own thoughts, your own feelings, and your own behavior. That's mm. point three. Mm-hmm. And we've got uh, all kinds of strategies for that, all kinds of tools in the toolbox. And then point four is realizing that you want to create a life outside of just not drinking or using. Mm-hmm. So figuring out and building a strong foundation for a healthy, integrated, balanced life and going out and doing that. Doesn't that sound fabulous? Uh, you know what? It sounds so sane. And I remember when I went to my first SMART meeting, um, you know, with somebody who was uh, long-term absent in AA, but uh, you know, I, I left eventually there. But it just felt so like all as you're even as you're talking to me right now, you know, my brain is just grabbing onto this fresh new information and going, God, Ashley, you know, it just sounds so sane, it sounds so good. And I re- remember the bloggers on Stinking Thinking talking about the tools, people who had gone to a lot of smart meetings, people who've used the tools online you know, and printed them down, and I think I'm ready to order some, because uh, I never got the workbook. I did buy Tom Horvath's book. Oh, but, Monica, yeah. I did, you are not my shell, but we we actually have a brand new Smart Recovery um, handbook that's going to be out, I would say, in the next 10 days. Oh, really? So, so wait, and wait, okay. um, I'll send you a reminder, and we'll get you a copy of the brand new one, Hot Off the Press. Oh, that is so fantastic. Yeah, now, really I, I want to ask this question. I know the answer, but I would like the listeners to know this to help grow smart if they want to. So what if you're uh, somebody who doesn't have a problem with alcohol or drugs? Could you become a trained smart facilitator? You can. Um, interestingly, we don't require that you have that you be in recovery in order to volunteer for SMART. And actually, two of our local facilitators in San Diego both came to us through, I think, volunteer works um, through pre, a pre-med program. Mm. We've got a number of people who are um, aspiring attorneys. Wow, that's fantastic. Who are, pre-med people yeah. coming to do it? It's it's really great. Yeah, that's so, good. That's really good. And, you know, the president of Smart uh, Recovery's Board of Directors is Tom Horvath. Mm-hmm. And what he always likes to remind me of is that in in this new economy, being able to manage and facilitate small groups around problem solving is a really good skill. So if that's a skill that anybody wants to build, becoming a smart facilitator is a great way to do it. Right, right. 
Um, now, I know that, uh, or I would think that nobody at SMART would um, give anybody medical advice or, you know, psychological advice as far as taking no, we don't. antidepressants and stuff, but I have a question because we live in California and medical marijuana is used for uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, there was going to be a discussion at the Santa Monica meeting the following week, and I, you know, I wasn't there that week. I wanted to know if you would talk about that. Well, I don't, I don't know um, what your specific question is, but generally speaking, um, we ask that smart participants um, make those decisions with their healthcare professionals. We don't offer um, that kind of medical advice, but if a, if their physician um, gave them a prescription for medical marijuana, that's entirely. Um, that's entirely up to them. That's part. Of, here's the thing about SMART. SMART stands for Self Management and Recovery Training. So the good news is that it's all about your own self management. Mm-hmm. The bad news is it's all about your own self management. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know that's both that's the thing news, that you want. Exactly. <laughs> what? I said I think that's good news. You know? yeah, well, it, you know, for for a lot of people, it's really good news. Yeah. The other piece of the acronym, though, is recovery training. Mm-hmm. And if you think about anything else that we learn to do, you know, we go to school, we go to graduate school, we learn to ride a bike. I took ice skating lessons when I was younger and then again as an adult. Yeah. All of those things, all, the acquisition of new knowledge requires training. Mm-hmm. And the more and more we learn about what's going on in terms of the neuroscience of addiction and recovery, right. is that rewiring your brain is a really good thing. So anything we can do to train our brains to start focusing on other stuff and right. have fun in the process right. is good. This is so great. Now, I want to just say something to the listeners because if they're in the chat, I, I can't tell what's going on, but we have a lot of people who have actually called in, and oh, I can't tell if they want to talk. So what I'm going to say is this. the We have like four and a half minutes left, but that's okay. We could take one call in question. It, there are people in the chat in the call room. There are th- one of them is my husband, so I, I'm going to leave oh. him by alone. But there's three other people in there. If you want to talk or ask a question to Ashley or myself, just hang up and call back. Or is there a way? To, I know there's a way we're supposed to like raise your hand, and then that says to me, as the host, you want to talk to me or you want to talk to. I think to, they press one. Press one? Okay. I think they press one. And so if you want to talk or ask, go ahead and press one. Otherwise, I'm going to just let Ashley uh, finish us up uh, for the next three minutes, and we're going to have you on really soon again. This has been so nice. So let's talk about it. just go so quickly. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Uh, it just does when you have you know somebody like you who's got so much good stuff to tell us. So I love that. What is something else that really helped you that you find when you you know when you share that with people that people really um, jump on it? Well, you know it's interesting. A couple of things. One of one of I when I facilitate a smart meeting, I almost always start or end with an inspirational quote. And one of my and I do this in coaching sessions as well. One of my favorites is a is a Maya Angelou quote, and I don't have it in front of me, but it goes something like this: Do the best you can until you know better. And when you know better, do better. So I like to think about every self-help meeting, regardless of what program people choose. I chose SMART. Um, Every coaching session that people are engaged in, it's all a process of knowing better, and then it's up to each of us individually to make some healthy decisions going forward so that we can actually do better. Mm, This is really great. I'm sorry we're not talking longer than 30 minutes, but I am... 
it's in the middle of editing this film and only have a couple more hours and he's headed off to France and before I, I go to, to the to Toronto Film Festival. Yeah, so I I kind of cut it short for that reason and um but again, you know, I'm going to so I shouldn't order the other workbook, wait till the new one comes no, out. Wait till the new one comes out. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, I want to say one other thing and yes. that is you ask me what works. You know, I think that what works is um this is another thing I often will say in, in a smart meeting or with a coaching client, is communication really is rocket science. So the more we can practice clarity and consistency and compassion in our communication strategies, the better off we're going to be. And those are things that we also integrate into our family and friends program at SMART mm, and I that like I integrate that. into my coaching practice. What is What are the three C's again? Um well, I actually added a fourth, but uh, communication, which I argue is rocket is rocket science, mm-hmm. um, consistency, mm-hmm. clarity, mm-hmm. and I would add compassion. I think being compassionate with yourself and being compassionate in your perspective towards what others are facing um, are always good things to keep in mind. Wow. That's really, really fantastic. Uh, so, again, all the listeners... We have Ashley Phillips. You can Google her name, and it's P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S, and you will find her on LinkedIn. She has a website. And you want me to give you your number out? You want me to give you your phone number out? Or? Sure. It's, okay. Ashley, it's Ashley E. Phillips. It's www.ashleyephillips.com. And um, you can also look me up on LinkedIn. Or on Twitter, I'm AEP Tennis, T-E, like playing tennis, LVR, because mm-hmm. I love tennis. Okay. So um, I send out these uh, a lot of inspirational quotes every uh, every day or every week as well. I would love to say I do it every week. And my phone number is 858-337-2070, and I welcome calls. And I do offer one short, free um, coaching session for people who mention your name, Monica. Oh, my God. Well, I'll have you on in a month, okay? We'll have you back. We have 15 to. seconds left. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Ashley. We're going to have somebody from Women for Sobriety on next week. And it's really been so great. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So thank you, everybody. I'm Monica Richardson. This is Safe Recovery. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.